0: Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. I'm the host, John Weatherstone. The Phoenix Suns, they have established themselves as a top team in the West. We all saw this coming years, years of hard work. This offseason, they're being aggressive, very aggressive, in the pursuit of a championship with owner Matt Ispia and general manager James Jones leading the charge. Today, we're rejoined by Phoenix Suns writer, Gerald Borgay. Gerald, what's going on?
1: Not a lot. How about yourself?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, yes, welcome back, um, the Suns. They came out aggressive in the offseason.
1: They did, yeah. They they definitely did. Uh, swinging the trade for Bradley Beal and him kind of swinging the trade for the Suns as well with that no trade clause that he was able to enact to choose where he wanted to go. Um, yeah. And then from there, they had kind of limited avenues in terms of rounding out the roster, but they did a really nice job of maximizing their minimums with some of the, the guys that they were able to sign.
0: Yes, and you wrote a he wrote an, um, great article, by the way be telling the Suns, those he's moved so far. Congrats Thank you. That.
1: Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I think they did a really nice job, even though they had limited cap space to work with and were pretty much just restricted to minimums. Um, I like a lot of what they did, bringing back Josh Akogi, a, a point-of-attack defender for them who should fit yeah. in well under Vogel, um, You know, bringing back Damian Lee for some shooting, and then a lot of the other guys they signed also fit that same prototype in terms of long guys who can shoot, who can defend, um, who can do a couple of different things to round out their bench depth.
0: Yeah, Josh's, Josh's strength as a defender may come in kind of more handy than his offense, because we, we all know he's a, he's a run about a whole lot of offense. But his defense would be, be key Unless Devin Booker and KD fall back for the best um, offensive player sometimes to stay their strength for offensive end.
1: Yeah, no, that's huge. They, they need that kind of point of attack defender who can take the best guard in an opposing lineup, and, and so that way Devin Booker or Bradley Beal doesn't have to worry about doing that, um, you know, obviously with Chris Paul out of, the, you know, gone in the trade there, they've got, you know, they'll have Book, they'll have Bradley Beal, they have KD run the offense, but defensively yeah. is where it might be more of a struggle, honestly, so uh, Makoki will definitely be in the running for that fifth starting job, and it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out in training camp.
0: Um, last season's run, they had a good run regardless, but injuries derailed the Suns um, a lot. Going back from um, KD being injured when he got acquired to, of course, Chris Paul, which led the Suns to be heavy, heavily dependent on KD and on um, Devin Booker. But bro, how old do you think the season was last year for the Suns? Yeah, you
1: know, I, I think if Kevin Durant doesn't turn his ankle in warm-ups ahead of his first home game for the Suns, maybe their season ends a little bit differently Um, You know, you look at that second-round series with the Nuggets. The Suns were the only team that took two games off of them, and for those last two losses, they didn't have Chris Paul. They were missing DeAndre Ayton for the last game, Um, and Devin Booker kind of turned his ankle there in Game 5 a little bit, and since then on, he wasn't quite the same player that he was through the first four games and throughout the entire playoffs, which was one of the best players in the entire postseason. Um, But I I do think, you know, heading into the playoffs when you only have – I think it was nine or 10 games with Kevin Durant healthy. And in the lineup, it's hard to build that continuity and that chemistry and and work out how your rotations are going to look. So I I think they were at a disadvantage there. Obviously, you got to be able to stay healthy for the biggest time of year. The Nuggets have been, you know, mostly had their core together intact for the last couple of seasons now. Um, So they definitely had the advantage in that regard. and, And Jokic was just the best player on the court, so it was. Uh, I, I do think you know if they had had a different matchup, they would have been Western Conference finalists. I think I, I said ahead of that series, whoever won that series between the Suns and the Nuggets was going to win the West and had a very good chance to win it all. And that's kind of what wound up shaking out with the way that they swept the Lakers in the next round and then beat the Heat in five games for the title. Um, I, I know the Suns obviously were out in the second round, but I think that's more of a matchup-based thing. I think that was a team that probably in normal years would have been a conference finalist team. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how these new additions help them because they were not that far away from contention if they had more time together. I think with a full off season, a full season together and an improved rotation in terms of their bench depth, they're going to be a serious threat to win it all next year.
0: Yes, they will. Yes. a Chris Paul and enters Brad Billy. Um, both players have, have had injuries, increased injuries, but Bradley Bill has relatively been more healthy than Chris Paul. And Bradley Bill will be more motivated in this winning course that Phoenix has already established. And a realist, realistic reality of him making a deep playoff run, that's going to definitely motivate him and have him playing off the other players on the team. Because his last playoffs have been – well, his previous playoffs with the Wizards have been filled with missed playoffs and second-round exits So, might like the Sixers, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there, he's definitely motivated to – play on a contender, play on this team. This is kind of one of the first times in his career, at least since college, that he's been, you know, the third fiddle on a team that has two high caliber scorers like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant next to him. Um, You know, he said he's excited to push himself and to push them um, because he hasn't felt that, that same type of push from a player of that caliber since Russell Westbrook was on the Wizards and just he was able to watch his work ethic and see how he how much he put into the game, and it motivated him. And he was saying, you know, he expects Book and KD to do the same, and he's going to return the favor right back. So he's right. very excited. Obviously, leaving D.C. was a tough decision for him where he spent his whole career, um, right. and it was bittersweet for him. But he's really excited about this new chapter and being able to play meaningful basketball on a nightly basis now.
0: Right. And when i the issue with these players, we know what Kevin Durant does. He does the Scores. So that would would not be an issue with him. And, of course, Devin Booker also. So these three together, that big three is going to be dangerous, very dangerous. Yeah,
1: it is. And that's the thing. A lot of people have compared this big three to what the Nets were trying to build with KD and Harden and Kyrie. And I feel like it's a little bit different just because Harden and Kyrie are ball-dominant players. You look at Booker, KD, and Beal, they're guys that can function both on and off the ball You know, when you look at them as as catch-and-shoot guys, they're all 40% or better. They're all really good from the corners. They're all really good in ISO and and Um, pick-and-roll. So if you have one guy with the ball, one guy one pass away, and another guy on the weak side, who are you going to guard? Who are you going to double-team? Because Beal himself is a guy that, you know, last year on the Wizards, he would be the guy that defenses double-team. Now he's going to be the guy open on the weak side or cutting um, and you're going to have to make a decision if you double KD or if you double book. Which one of them are you going to leave open and have to rotate to? It's a it's a tough call for des- defenders to make, especially if you know those other two spots are occupied by a great rim runner like DeAndre Ayton and another shooter on the on
0: the corner. Yeah, and there's Eric Gordon the they, they desperately needed three point shooting. He to spread the floor. To spread the floor for those three players. It's going to be like hell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be scary. I, I think Eric Gordon was a really fantastic pickup for them, low-key, a guy that can come off the bench. Obviously, he's a little bit older now, approaching his 35th birthday, but you know, he shot 42% from three with the Clippers last year, and his average distance from the basket was the fourth highest in the league. So he's a guy that will launch from 30 feet away, and you have to account for him a couple of feet off the three-point line. That's just going to open up more driving lanes, more spacing for everybody else. Um, and I think his job's going to be a lot easier than it was even last season when he joined the Clippers. Um, you know, he's a, another guy that can function on or off the ball. Committed defender, big wingspan, six foot nine wingspan despite only being six foot three. So again, the Suns did a really nice job of adding shooting, length, and defense to a lot of these veteran minimum signings that they have found.
0: Yeah, Matt, Matt Isma is, is off running quickly. Um, he he's full of energy. Obviously, wants to win. Um, what's your take on? his existence so far and the moves he's made.
1: Yeah. I, I think him and James Jones have done a fantastic job of being aggressive. They came into free agency with a concrete plan in terms of who they wanted to target. And they went out and got those guys right away. You know, it was in the first hour or so of free agency that they had like four or five yeah. signings announced. And then a couple of days later, they got Eric Gordon after the the Clippers cut him loose. So, they really had a plan of attack. They went after it. They got the guys they wanted. And, you know, normally in free agency, guys like that, that sign for the veteran minimum are the ones that kind of trickle in a couple of days or even weeks later after the big names have finally, you know, settled in. But the Suns just went out there. They got their guys and they got a couple of them at a discounted rate for probably more than what they were worth on the open market. Um, Ishbia and, and James Jones did a nice job of offering them two-year deals at the vet minimum, which comes at personal cost to Ishbia, as opposed to a normal vet minimum that's paid for by the league. So they had a nice plan of attack to incentivize these guys that, look, if you're going to sign with us for the vet minimum, at least you're going to get an extra year and, and probably a player option on top of that. So that was pretty pretty smart navigating on their part.
0: Yeah, so Phoenix is setting the um, perfect tone or early tone for future free agents to come to Phoenix. I mean, besides the great weather, which you know of, um, they have an owner and management that's willing to spend money and surround you with the right players to win. Because you know if some owners don't spend money, you're not going to win on the floor. You're yeah, absolutely.
1: See. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's uh, it, Phoenix is definitely a destination NBA city now. Um, it's been that way the last couple of seasons. Obviously, Chris Paul was kind of the first one to recognize that when he wanted to be traded here to play with Devin Booker and then Kevin Durant followed suit a couple of years later. Now you've got Bradley Beal wanting to come in here. You've got guys that are right. signing for the vet minimum to compete for a championship. You've got a new owner who's going to be willing to spend and is going to be yeah. aggressive in putting the best team on the floor. So this is definitely a, a destination now.
0: Yes. Yeah, so and with the news to be that apron having the owner like Isabia is going to be very important because if you don't spend, you're not going to win. And it's going to be coming up. We all know know even at least sometimes two or three superstars on the team to win now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a rarity moving forward in terms of the new CBA rules that if you're above a certain threshold above the luxury tax line, you're going to be penalized with some of your team building options. And the Suns did a really nice job of knowing that we're going to be going past that second luxury tax apron. And some of these things right. are going to be a problem for us to deal with, but we're, we're going to make the most of it for this season. And then we'll cross the next bridge when we come to it. But. Um, you know, why tiptoe past that line when you can just bang the door down, and I think that's what they did this summer.
0: And he added to the coaching staff with a great hire, Frank Vogel, won the championship in 2020 with the Lakers. Um, They're just taking off all the boxes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, they really are. You know, time will tell if it was the right move to move on from Monty Williams, but Frank Vogel's a really well-respected guy. He's a defensive-minded coach, Um, And the hope is that he'll be able to kind of restore DeAndre Ayton on the defensive end of the floor because as much as he regressed in a couple of key areas on the offensive end, it was his regression as a rim protector that really kind of hurt them for most of the season and in the playoffs. And I think if Vogel can call from his experience with guys like Roy Hibbert and Anthony Davis and all these elite rim protectors, if he can turn D.A., into that defensive anchor, I think the Suns will be in a really, really good spot.
0: Yes, they will. we all know the West is a beast and it's only getting stronger. We have teams besides the Suns making moves in the off season. Um, the Mavs are making moves right now. They replying Kyrie. A lot of people thought he might leave, but this is I think this is the best fit for him, especially salary wise. A lot of teams couldn't afford what he wanted to get. Yeah, no, it would, the Mavs
1: are quietly having a good summer. You know, I, I think Kyrie's contract is a pretty big one, but it was better, definitely better than letting him go sign somewhere else. Um, they did a nice job today with that sign and trade for Grant Williams. I think they're throwing an offer yeah. sheet. Emma T. Steibel, they got Seth Curry back, so they got some additional shooting. Like, they've done a pretty nice job of finding some complementary role
0: players to put around Luca and Kyrie. So they still had a number of Nuggets on top right now. They lost Bruce Brown, but had another Brown ready to step up, <laughs> so yeah. they, just, they just reload with what they have. Yeah, no, I,
1: I think the Nuggets, you know, they obviously lost some key pieces with Bruce Brown, with Jeff Green, um, and you know, bringing back Andre Drummond doesn't do, or DeAndre Jordan doesn't do a ton for me, but I, I think they're right. still, their starting five is still one of the best, if not the best in basketball, and um, you know, they've got some young players like Christian Brown, like Peyton Watson, who are waiting to step up, and we'll see if they'd be, they'll be able to. But come playoff time, the rotations do get trimmed down anyway, so they're still right. definitely going to be a threat in the West.
0: Yeah, one team teams going to suffer is the Grizzlies because of Jaws' um, suspension. That's twenty games games is huge in the West. We all know how the playoff seedings go, when the playoff start, So they're going to be in a hole regardless of how many games they win without him. So... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for them because you're, you're missing John Morant, and they've played really well without him in the past few seasons whenever he's had to sit. Um, but it, it seems like he's got a lot going on, and obviously they're better oh, with yeah. him on the floor, and they just traded away Tyus Jones. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of season they have this upcoming summer.
0: Definitely. Zero, um, thanks, so thanks for your time so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yes,
0: sir. Have a rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Yes, that was Phoenix Times writer, Joel But Gabe, once again, joining me. Catch you next time.